0: Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. I remember uh, when I was really young, my grandparents were Christians and just really godly, godly folk, and. I remember I probably was, I don't know, nine or 10 years old, and they made a reference to the Sabbath. And I had no idea what that was. And then as years went by, I kind of, you know, filled in some pieces. I wasn't raised a Christian. I wasn't raised religious. But my picture of this, the Sabbath was this day where you were really pious he didn't do anything fun, uh, you kind of just <laughs> stayed at home and just in abs- a wool suit, yeah, just abstained from On things. The hot everything, yeah, <laughs> what do you think most people's picture of what God is commanding us to do there, you know? A Sabbath. What do you think most people's picture of a rest, a Sabbath, is? Craig, I mean, I don't know what most people's are, but mine is
1: very similar to yours. It's like run from that. You know, it just doesn't sound like anything enjoyable, <laughs> anything that you would like to do, anything that that is in the area of desire. It's just you know drudgery. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. And denial
2: of fun and regular life and something that's supposed to be pious, something that's supposed to be uh, religious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of work to me.
2: You work on (laughs) being pious on the Sabbath.
0: Well, welcome to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. This is Craig McConnell, and our guests today joining me are Brad Beck on staff here, part of the Ransom Heart team, and, and of course, Bart Hansen as well, one of the team members. And we thought we would take this podcast just to talk about the Sabbath or sabbatical or the rest that God intends and longs and yearns and actually commands us right. to have. Right. And, Bart, you just had the benefit of having – just taking a, an extended time for a sabbatical. Why don't you tell a little bit of what was that and give us your story there. Sure, Craig. And, and the beginning of this was
1: a little bit of just what we talked about. It's like sabbatical? I I don't think I need that. I love what I do. I enjoy what I do. I uh, I work hard and – I'm great. I don't need that. But it was through the love of you guys who intervened to say you need to get away. And uh, rightfully so. I mean, you know, when you're living close to yourself, you don't often see as it's just a very, very slow momentum of all of a sudden, you're not living well, and something is missing. Something is wrong. Hmm. And so I think it was out of that spirit and out of your love to say, Bart, go and take a sabbatical. And um, very disruptive to me because, hmm. number one, I, I didn't think I needed it and um, really didn't want to do it. I just wanted to do what I do. and mm-hmm. um, But, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I um,
0: and, and, Bart, what you do is go – go, go, or that's what you have done, right?
1: Yeah, it is. But, you know, and there's a lot about what sabbatical did to that, not only in the the going part of it, but in the efficiency of it because of lack of Sabbath in my Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. So I guess the first extended period of that time, I, I didn't really do anything, really prayed about what is that supposed to do? What is it supposed to be? And five words came to mind as we kind of collectively prayed about it because, um, you know, I was pushing back on this. But um, the five things that I heard was rest. I needed to grieve, grieve some loss in my life, different areas. I needed to detox. There were just a lot of habits in my life that I needed to, to move away from. And then to experience joy which is something that I think I've not experienced much of that in my life due to my life story. And then the last word was just mercy, mercy on myself. So it was the spirit of that. And so for the first, I don't know, I remember going to my place outside of town here, and and, um, I built a fire, and it was in the winter, and I just stared in the fire for – Maybe two or three days. I <laughs> drooled. Uh-huh. But I that didn't really have a night. thought. I, I didn't really have any thoughts. But at the end uh. of that time, it was just – I just stared at the fire. And uh, the first thing that came is I just wasted three days. But no, I didn't. It was like God was saying, stop.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Stop and rest.
0: Hmm.
1: Oh, and that just ushered in – The whole season of sabbatical for me that really, really has done my heart incredibly well. To experience the love of God. I know, Brad, you're getting ready to have sabbatical. And I can just say, oh, my gosh, to give God the space to come and to explore things. One of the benchmarks, one of the cores of my reading um, was Dan Allender's book on Sabbath. And uh, I have just seriously violated the Sabbath all my life mm-hmm. after reading that. I just didn't have it, you know, just took my work and my go, go, go and took that into my faith and sanctified all the busyness and just called that my Sabbath. I said, that's what it is. Just get busy there. And <laughs> if you're at church, that must be Sabbath. But you just sanctify all of that and it doesn't work. But I love what Dan said in his book. He defined Sabbath as this. Whatever intrigues, amazes, tickles your fancy, delights your senses, and casts you into an entirely new and unlimited world is the raw material of Sabbath. Isn't that good? That's awesome. It really is. I mean, it just like, oh, my gosh, I didn't think Sabbath was anything about what I wanted to do.
0: Bart, read that again. This is Dan Allender's kind of yes. definition yes. or description of Sabbath. This is
1: whatever intrigues, amazes, tickles your fancy, delights your senses, and casts you into an entirely new and unlimited world. Is the raw material of Sabbath.
0: Whoa, that's different, isn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah that that you can sign up for.
0: Yeah, you know. That, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So Brad, that's I mean, read that, and that's where you're headed. I mean, if you let God do that. Right. And I think a lot of that happened. Oh my gosh. I mean, it just it's changed my life, literally changed my life. Been one of the most incredible experiences of my faith
0: ever. Bart, um say a little bit more about what did you hear us asking you to do when we approached you and and suggested, Bart, you need to take some time off. What did you hear us asking you to do?
1: Well, I, I heard, hey, Bart, I don't think you're living very well. You're, you're relationally not present with people. And uh, that hurt. I mm. mean, it hurt for me to hear that, but, but it was true. Um, because as I began to think about it, I began to think about relationships and it seems like when you deal in a, in a ministry and you're dealing with relationships, the job's never really quite over. It's not an yeah. eight-to-five job. It's just this There's mountain no, of work. That, right. And it was beginning to become an obligation. And so I just wasn't present, wasn't living right. And it was really because my heart was exhausted, yeah. exhausted.
0: Mm-hmm. And so we suggested take some time mm-hmm. and do what?
1: Well, um, what I heard there and, – and sabbatical can be just, like I said, whatever yeah. intrigues, amazes, tickles your fancy. But I think what I needed was I needed rest. Yeah. And and I prayed about, you know, should I travel? But I travel an awful lot. And I heard, <laughs> no, don't do that. Just go home. Go home and rest. Mm-hmm. And then you can see where this goes. So I did that. And then about the 50-yard line of my sabbatical time, I went and, and secured some counseling uh, from a different counselor. And, uh, oh, my gosh, that was a real godsend for me <laughs> and for my, my journey with God because it took me back into some brokenness that I had really kind of misinterpreted mm-hmm. myself and found that that I just didn't like the person who I was, that had a tremendous effect on the last half of my sabbatical and coming out of my sabbatical, I think just coming back to Ransom Heart and back to what I do. And I just turned around and asked you guys, I mean, do you sense anything's different with me, you know, mm-hmm. before and, and after that sabbatical? Mm-hmm. Very much so. You know, Bart,
2: you're a different person Still have the same gifts and abilities, but you're walking at a different pace. Mm. You're, you're more intentional about, about your rest and realizing, I think, your own needs. And by fulfilling those needs of rest and relaxation and restoration, that's given you the ability to do your work even better without a sense of striving but mm-hmm. a, a sense of, of being present. Uh, with other people present, not so driven towards maybe what people's expectations of right are of you, and so you're not dependent on those expectations. And boy, you can just lay a lot more down and walk with God. Yes,
1: through yes, through that. Yeah, Brad. And I think the key to that for me was some of that counseling that that I got that I thought. A lot of that was just a chase for validation, all the drivenness. And the counselor said, yeah, there's a lot of drivenness in your life. But he pointed out, he just said, you know, I, I don't think you're chasing validation as much as you just don't like the person who you are. And that related back into some wounding in my past. So to deal with that and then to come out and to um, and to begin to love myself, uh, you know, God gives the... Two Greatest Commandments, and it's love in three different directions. It says, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm -hmm. And I just – I don't think I've loved myself Mm -hmm. well. And the way you tend to love yourself is how you tend to treat others Mm -hmm. around you. And so, boy, that was huge for me of uh, beginning to own who I was. And, you know, that brought a lot of gratitude into my heart instead of envy of what other people have and what they're doing and and that kind of thing because that that was beginning to consume me and that envy thing oh my gosh i mean i think that could be one of the the most heinous sin because i think i think that was what was involved in the fall when lucifer says i want what god has i don't mm-hmm. like what i've got mm-hmm. and so to get that out has just really been incredible
0: for me mm-hmm. Yeah, Bart, my response to the uh, impact or the effect of of you taking a a season of Sabbath or rest is uh, those words you used. And with those words Christ gave you for the Sabbath, rest, grieve, detox, experience joy and mercy. Uh So you ask Christ, what's this about? And that's Essentially, what he said, yeah, and you
1: guys were actually a part of that yeah. uh, when at the beginning we had some extended prayer and yeah. mm-hmm. and um, and that's kind of what we came to as as a group, and they they sounded. I said, "Well, okay, <laughs> all right, <laughs> if that's the direction they need to go." And and uh, as as I look back, I mean, I just the rest, the grief was so necessary, mm-hmm. as was the rest and the detox of the detox out of a calendar and just activity i mean that there was i mean there was other things that i needed to do you know in in terms of diet and that kind of thing but just the detox of living in a driven world and then joy began to come as as i began to own my giftedness and and who i was and and to like myself i mean it's like this joy that i'd never mm-hmm. had before mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I, th- I think I'm living in the mercy of that today. Mm-hmm. I just feel the mercy that I'm living today.
0: Yeah. Mm. Well, I think uh, that was a chunk of time that was so disruptive. And as you're describing, sitting in front of a fire for two or three days, just staring at it and, you know, getting your bearings. Yes. Um, I think rest would describe you've come back and benefited from Yes. Rats, uh, more than just physical. Yes. But just the pause, the word grieve. I think you're a man who has grieved things in your life you never paused to grieve right. or mm-hmm. knew to grieve. And, yeah. and just that time allowed those things to surface. Uh, detox, definitely. And um, I think the Bart Hansen of today versus uh, pre sabbatical. The thing that stands out, I think the joy that feels deeper than mm-hmm. ever before, and the dreams, I think you're a dreamer, Bart, now. I think, what's that quote you use in boot camp? If, uh,
1: Oh, yeah, by my friend Jim Horsley, uh, if your memories exceed your dreams, you're headed for the grave.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think you came out of Sabbath or sabbatical just with your heart pumping and alive and dreaming of things that are huge, that are epic, that are large, that just, uh, affect those around you. I mean, I think the consensus of our experience as a staff with you now is, gee, I want to dream like that too. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful, contagious thing you bring. So I've, Clearly seen the effect and you see the benefit
1: of oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, just the dreams you mentioned, Craig. I mean I've got four or five dreams out there that I just I really am pursuing. And you know what? They may not happen, mm-hmm. but they just bring so much hope of life. When you're chasing something or yeah. maybe not chasing, but when you're pursuing something and God may show you, well, maybe it's not that dream after you go down the road and it's maybe something else. But to have that in front of you is really life generating for yeah. the soul and for the heart.
0: Yeah. Now, Brad, uh, part of our ransomed heart kind of practice and policy is uh, yeah. after seven years, we, we encourage our team members to, to take a, a season for a sabbatical for rest. Brad, you're facing that. As you're listening to Bart talk, and as you're anticipating this time, what are you thinking? What well, do you want from um, your sabbatical?
2: Yeah, you know, it. it's interesting because I've been here seven years as of last month, and I remember when we started this seven-year, like, you get a sabbatical um, seven years ago. And so I remember thinking back then, oh, how gracious – I don't know if I'll make it seven years, <laughs> but and, and you haven't. Yeah, yeah I haven't. Yeah. yeah, I detoured somewhere. Um, but I thought, you know, how gracious for that, and I was really looking forward to it even seven years ago, and then watching people have their sabbaticals here and. God was up to different things at different times for mm-hmm. people. I remember Morgan and season that he was in at that time, and you and John, and, um, and others as well who've had their sabbatical here. So you know, I kind of come up to it, and uh, somebody reminded me at the beginning of the year this was like my sabbatical year, and I get to June and and like my mind's blank. <laughs> I have nothing. I don't have any thoughts whatsoever. It's almost
1: a scary thought. Yeah.
2: You know, it it was easier to look at from far away than it was like right next to me. And then what God started doing with me was like, why is that? What is it about you that can't like embrace this time off this season? And that's been disruptive to me, to face, what would I really do with a serious chunk of time to do nothing? And as I prayed, God has slowly revealed, uh, part of it is rest, to detox, to get away. And uh, for me so far, I think through that rest in the beginning, it'll be a reassessing and it'll be a redirecting. I still don't even know what that looks like. Well, one thing that that happened during the, um, the intensive we were doing with Morgan about a month ago is that he was talking about fun and as a category. And he was talking to these men in this smaller retreat we were at. And he said, you know, fun should be a category. He told several stories about himself and about some of the leadership here having fun. And I was really convicted by that. There are so few things that I have in my life that are just fun. They may be fun, like exercising, but they have a purpose. I want to stay in shape, you know, lose weight, it's healthy, but I don't like do fun for fun's sake. And so God started dealing with it well what would be fun and categories like get on my bike and ride however far i want right. to in one particular direction right. and then turn around and come back one of the things bart that that um i remember when we were praying for you and your sabbatical that came to my mind is that you should have days that you wake up and you don't know what you're going to do that day and i'd never live that way right. I never and so god's telling but, me but now. bart should <laughs> <laughs> well, now he should. He's back from sabbatical. <laughs> but I am going to not live every day this way because there will be things I need to plan for or whatever. Be intentional, yeah. Be intentional about. But um, I want to have a day. I wake up and I don't know what I'm going to do that day. And I'll just wake up and say, God, this is your day. Thank you for it. What do you want me to do today? And it, it might be looking at a fire. For a few hours or it may be reading a book or it may be spending time with Lisa or it may be getting on a bike and going in one direction until I'm so tired I need to turn around. So that's the category. I I remember reading a book years ago by Richard Swenson called Margin and I was so struck by it because I – Didn't have much margin in my life. And he talks about where margin is the space between what you're capable of and what you're trying to do. And if you're always at 100 percent, then there's no margin in your life. And God tends to work in the margin, in the space between what you're trying to get done in that particular day and your abilities. So I'm trying to, even now, develop some margin, pull back a bit, not always cram or fill or always fill a space. Number one, so I can hear God better. I can respond to other needs. And so I can just live yeah. more deeply from my heart. Right, yeah.
1: right. Yeah. Yeah, Brad, I was I was enamored with what you said. It was a scary thought coming in towards a sabbatical that you'd looked forward to for a long time, and now it was here. Now I've got this large amount of time to do nothing. See the agreements we make in that? (laughs) Doing nothing? No, no. What it is, Brad, is it's the invitation to live and desire. Right. And oh, how little of that that we have. And when you have the space to begin to do that and to treat your heart right, to say, oh, man, I just get to do what I want to do today. Oh, it's life changing. That's why God gave us that. Fourth right. commandment yeah. is do that because it's necessary. And if God needed it, oh my gosh, yeah. how much do we?
0: Yeah. Now, we're in a situation where we have the, gosh, the incredible opportunity and blessing and support to take a chunk of time for yes. Sabbath. Mm-hmm. But this rest in the Sabbath isn't dependent on you know, taking right. several weeks. For those of us who are listening who, um, you know, are doing the eight to five weekly, um, what we're talking about is something that each of us needs.
1: Yes. Well, I think, Craig, coming out of the back of that, it's really of having the long extended time has really enabled me to say, okay, I've lived my life without Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Now, how do I do that? day to day, you know, week to week, week in and week out. And and I think it's just really having a good concept of what Sabbath is, mm-hmm. what it is for your heart, and that we do need it along the way, and that God was very intentional to say, you've got to have this week in and week out. And, and you know, Sabbath to me is – I mean, we talked about this a little bit earlier as we were doing some praying in the, in the staff this morning – is – To find in your day, I need 20 minutes of Sabbath to go be with God because what that does to my workday, what it does to the efficiency of my work, what it does to my heart, what it does to my presence with others, it's so vital. So I want to capture those moments of Sabbath, those days of Sabbath along Mm -hmm. the way wherever I can. They're Mm -hmm. vital. They're vital to my heart.
2: And for me, it also – it needs to be a more regular – part of my life, not only daily, but certainly weekly, some sense of disengaging, of pulling back. I don't have any sense that it needs to be Sunday. I mean, right. Sunday can be filled with other things, some of which are good and some of which aren't so good. But a sense that you uncouple from your routine from your sense, and you go to what Dan Allender talked about, what intrigues right. you, what gives right. you life, what amazes you, what delights you. It's all centered on desire. And give yourself permission to do it, not out of an obligation because right. then desire or- Out of a freedom of your heart. Out of yes. the freedom, the freedom to do it, and yes. then the freedom like to not do it or step away from yes. it or choose something else that day yes. as God leads.
0: All right, read, once again, Dan Allender's kind of description of uh, Sabbath, we're to have on a regular basis.
1: Yes, it says, whatever intrigues, amazes, tickles your fancy, delights your senses, and casts you into an entirely new and unlimited world
0: is the raw material of Sabbath. That's what we want more of. Yes. We could talk so much more about this, and let's come back to this. But thank you, Brad. Thank you, Bart, for sharing from your heart and your experiences. And this will end this podcast for Ransomed Heart. We hope that you'll visit our website, ransomedheart.com, and just check out all the resources we have available. We just long to encourage you in your walk with God. Until next time. This is Craig McConnell wishing you a restful Sabbath.